Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. And I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews. And today is our first shooting with the new podcast setup. So um, for those of you who are watching, you can probably tell that we are not all around the studio table anymore, but we've kind of changed things a little bit. Um, so we hope that you guys like the layout a little bit better, makes it a little bit more visually interesting. And those who are listening, I mean, just go to our YouTube channel and check it out so you can see what it looks like. Right. <laughs> um, so today we have a very familiar face. I say that every time she comes <laughs> in, but we have Lisa Mustard in the studio. So Lisa, if you would like to introduce yourself to everybody. Sure. Well, thanks again for having me. My name is Lisa Mustard, just like you put on a hot dog. So everybody <laughs> wants to pronounce it so fancy, but it's just like you put on a hot dog. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist here in South Carolina, and I have worked with a guard 10 years, 10 years or so. So I, um, I've had different roles over the years, and for the past uh, couple years, I am, I guess you would call me a behavioral health specialist. That's what and that, so a lot of what I do is I help soldiers and, and airmen and their family members just, you know, cope and deal with what I call life on life's terms. Okay. Mm-hmm. So today specifically, we kind of want to go into more of the resources mm-hmm. aspect of it, but also touch on a couple other subjects. So if you would like to start off with some of the information that sure. you have for us. Yeah. So I was uh, sharing uh, prior to starting this podcast that uh, recently I became aware that a lot of people, um, a lot of soldiers really uh, are a little bit worried or scared to use some of the behavioral health uh, specialist resources here at the Guard. And I just want to share that that is not a new idea. I have been around 10 years and I've heard that so many times that I just kind of, I don't take it personally, of course, because I understand, you know, if you are in the military and you're having um, some emotional struggles or mental health difficulties, the last thing that you want is for that to get out to anybody because the fear of it hurting your career is, um, is, is out there. Um, so I understand, and I, I'm not quite sure what the remedy for that is, except to tell everyone listening that the behavioral health specialists are, we're all, all civilians, and the only time that we ever break confidentiality is if a soldier or family member tells us that they are going to hurt themselves or somebody else, or there's child abuse, child neglect, or elder abuse, elder um, neglect. And that is by um, a couple of things that is by our state license. You know, those are things that we have to report. Um, And it's really rare, actually, as a behavioral health specialist, that that is what people come to me or come to us for. Now, don't get me wrong, we definitely have helped people over the years who have been in crisis, and that is where they are and what their focus is. Um, But the majority of people that we help are just, you know, really dealing with everyday life issues, um, marriage issues, career issues, maybe they're experiencing some symptoms of depression or anxiety the first time. They don't know how to handle it. So a lot of what we do is we just help people figure out what is going on and how it's affecting them and what the resources are for them, where they want to move and how they want to you know, I like to say grow through this. So, but it also brought, got me thinking that, so not everybody is going to call us. Not everybody is going to reach out and, and give me a call or call our 800 number. So I wanted to come on and just share for everybody to hear what are the resources that are out there for soldiers and veterans and family members. So really, if you, um, 
if you are looking for support and you are looking for help, I want you to save this podcast episode, look at the pod, look at the episode notes, save some of those resources, because these are a lot of what we refer out to our soldiers and their family members. You don't have to just get on Google and start, you know, a blind search for whatever is going on. I mean, you can definitely do that too, but save this episode because I think this is going to be a great shortcut for you to just not have to get on Google and do that search. So do you guys have anything you want to add to that? Because, you know, you're in the field, like you witness a lot. I'm always curious to get your thoughts and what I... Yeah, I think that like you were saying, it is there is a stigma mm-hmm. and in past podcasts that we've had you come on, we kind of touch a little bit on that, that people still to this day feel that um, telling somebody that they're having a problem can affect them in their career. And I think that, it, and like you said, it's hard to figure out how to fix that mm-hmm. because we can sit here and talk on a podcast all day long, but that doesn't mean it's going to change how that soldier airman feels at, in that moment and whether they feel that safe to come talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is helpful, though, that y'all are civilian, so not having to address a uniform and rank kind of helps, but maybe they are just still not understanding of what the resources are. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just hear the the hotline numbers or the websites and somehow it's associated with the military and right. that just throws out a red flag. But hopefully um, with us t- continuing to talk about this that we can break that stigma. Yeah. But I mean, it is still there. Yeah. No, I totally agree with what you said. And then, yeah, uniform and all that. It just... Everyone's like, oh, dang it! I'm talking to uh, was an officer who mm-hmm. does the phys- uh, to who does the therapy and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and then wanting to use somebody who's doesn't have any affiliation, it takes a lot of stress off. Yeah, yeah, and I I want to uh, reiterate that um, a lot of what we do, we do it, you know, off campus. You know, a lot of the times I'm meeting people. Well, right now, COVID. Um, you know, I'm doing stuff in the evenings on Zoom, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's not like you are gonna have to meet. You know, sometimes the first encounter with a behavioral health specialist is at your armory, is at drill. You know, one of us is there, and we're given a briefing, and it's another briefing, and it's another. <laughs> you know, one more thing that a drill that I have to listen to, and all you're thinking about is, I this weather is so nice. I just wanna, you know, five o'clock. I'm out of here. I'm gonna meet my friends. Um, so it is, it is half the time we're meeting people outside of a military setting. Um, I've met people in Cracker Barrel. I've met people at Starbucks, you know, wherever the soldier or family member is comfortable. I've gone to libraries, like wherever they're comfortable meeting, you know, I'm going to uh, meet with that person. Like I said, a lot of it is these days on Zoom, but um, we try really hard not to, if, if you don't want to meet at the, half the time, I mean, most people do not want to meet on the campus. Like I understand that mm-hmm. completely. I mean, it's, it's totally doable if that's how they want to do it. Um, but a lot of the times, oh, and I also wanted to go back to what happens when you call the 800 number. Cause I think some people wonder who hears that message. Yeah. So let me talk about that. Cause I think that's really important. So all of the behavioral health specialists, we are the only ones that are on that call in number. So what happens is let's say Sergeant Baker, you said you call in and you call, you leave a message. So a, um, um, the message goes to all the behavioral health specialists. And I'm telling y'all the only people who listen to it are the, the two that are on call. Everybody else, I'm not on call. I'm not going to pick up. I'm not going to listen to it because I'm, I'm not on call. Mm-hmm. So two of us usually will hear it and then we will 
respond to each other, I got this call. So we are the only ones who get that information. We are the only ones who hear it. And unless it is something like a duty to warn, then then we, we keep it within ourselves. We report on themes. We don't report on anything other than, um, you know, dealing with feelings of sadness. That's what we report as a, as a theme. We don't say anything about the details of the caller, nothing. We keep all of that to ourselves. Um, and all of us, all the therapists, um, we're all of us. I mean, if I add up the number of years, every therapist that works for the guard has like total, I mean, it's over, it's over 60 years. All of our therapists have been around and done all that. There is nothing Nothing we haven't seen and nothing we haven't heard but combined between all of us. Mm-hmm. So I want to just reassure people when you call the 800 number, it's not like, you know, Colonel so-and-so is listening in and gets all yeah. the information. Like nobody hears it. Nobody hears it. Um, so I think that's really important. And um, I, I think that's everything I wanted to say about the 800 number. Um, and once again, that number is 800-681-2558. It is not a crisis number. If you call it and you're in crisis, we are going to treat it like it's a crisis. So, you know, um, which means, okay, well, I'm going to keep you on the phone. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to get, we're going to get you to the hospital. So it's more of a, hey, I'm having just some stuff going on in my life. I don't, you know, I just need to talk to somebody. It would be great if somebody could call me back. That's the majority of what we get. Um, and that runs the gamut. It runs the gamut. Everything from my kids are acting out, it's COVID and I'm stressed, um, to my husband is deployed and I'm really sad and I'm really lonely, to um, I don't know how I'm going to pay my light bill this month. Can you help me figure that out? To, okay, I really think I may have a drinking problem or I have a drug problem. So what what do I do? We've had calls from... Um, family members before, you know, they're calling in for the soldier, which is always, I, I, I laugh because I've had, I've just talked to a lot of family members over the years and just some of the things that they, that they get concerned about. Like, it's just, it's just really, it's fun to help family members, you know, um, when they, when they need some support. And, but I also understand that some people don't want to call. So let me share some of my favorite resources that are, are going to be national and local to, you know, South Carolina. So first and foremost, the one that I recommend the most is Military One Source. And the reason I love One Source is because it's free. It's free, free counseling. Let me say it again for the people in the back. It's free. Okay. So you don't have to use your health insurance. You don't have to pay out of pocket. You are going to get um, a licensed therapist local to you. Y'all, that's such a huge benefit. A free therapist in private practice is going to work with you. Now they don't work with everything. So let me just back up and tell you, for example, when you call one source, they call it non-medical counseling. So if you have already been diagnosed with a mental health disorder, like you're, you have generalized anxiety disorder and you're taking medication or you have PTSD and you're taking medication, they're going to say to you, you need a higher level of care, which means you need to be, um, that's outside of the scope of what they will pay their therapist for. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to like the therapist could work with that, but they just, the, they have to draw a line on their scope because of their, I, I, I'm just guessing because of their contract. So that doesn't mean that we can't find you counseling. It just means military one source is probably not going to be an option for you. Military one source is best if you have marriage problems and you're just not communicating well, your kids are acting out, you're stressed out. 
you just want to talk to somebody about, you know, your job, you want to talk to somebody about um, life transitions, maybe you're dealing with some grief. Um, that's what we call non-medical counseling. And we say non-medical because there's not a really a DSM, which is our, our uh, diagnostic manual for um, diagnosing people. So if, um, if you've already been diagnosed with major, um, major depression, then chances are they're going to say you've, you have a major mental health uh, diagnosis, so you need to go to a medical model. Okay. Does that make sense to you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so when you call one source, it's you just you can Google it. You can chat with them. I mean, really, there's so many ways to get a hold of one source, and they have other resources on there as well: financial, career, like planning a move, all this stuff. Like military one source really has a lot of um, a lot of good stuff on there. So the next one that I like to recommend, if if they do need, if you do have a diagnosis and you're looking for somebody to work with you, there is an organization called Give an Hour and they are a website. So giveanhour.org is for soldiers, veterans who who need to see somebody. Um, they're all private practice uh, practitioners and it's free counseling. So you have to be the one to look that up. You, what you do is you go on their website, you type in your zip code and you type in like what you're, what you're dealing with and up will pop all of these therapists local to you that are taking on new clients or new patients. Once again, it is free, free. And let me tell you, if I was in private practice and you wanted to come see me and I wasn't accepting insurance, you know, it's, it's a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just want people to know that that is out there. There's some amazing therapists on Given Hour. They do this work for free. Like they will, if that's why it's called Given Hour. There are some fabulous, fabulous therapists out there that do Given Hour. You will need to um, make sure that they are taking on new clients. Um, but there's some great, great folks out there who are with Given Hour. So, and they are going to only work with soldiers or veterans. Okay. If you are a soldier or a veteran and you're having marriage problems, you might be able to get them to work with you. You know, if you come in with your spouse and that's the identified problem is marriage problems, then they'll probably, eh, I imagine they would, I would take you if it were me. Um, but I can't guarantee that. So another resource that I absolutely love for um, our veterans or, well, of course I'm going to say the VA. You cannot out, outrule the VA. They have really done an amazing job of um, upping their mental health clinic. So if you qualify for VA services, you can go there. They're fabulous. Um, They have some amazing therapists that work at the VA. You will get great care, really, really good care. I know a lot of them over there, and these therapists are are fabulous. Um, They have specialized programs over there at the VA as well. So you want to definitely look at the, the Columbia VA. Um, another great resource that is available for our veterans is the um, the Veteran Center, um, which is a VA-run program, but it's not connected to the VA. So their systems, as far as I know, their systems don't talk to each other. The Veteran Center, um, there's one here. It's over on, I think it's on Richland Street. And they're similar to one source where it's, um, it, it's not that it's not, they they do more like, family therapy and individual therapy, less like PTSD. Well, I guess they do some of that over there too, but it's also a free resource. And I say free resource. You have earned this benefit. You guys, you have earned this benefit. So the Veterans Center is 
amazing. I love what they offer. They have great therapists over there um, as well. You can do family work. You can do couples work, individual work. Um, they're just they're just phenomenal therapists. So those are some other resources. Um, some other cool things that are available to uh, veterans, soldiers. So have you guys heard of the the Big Red Barn? Yes. Okay. No. So you have? No, oh, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to educate you as best as I can. Okay. <laughs> but the Big Red Barn is out, is it Faro Monticello? Mm. I don't know where it's at. I've just heard yeah. of like them Monticello. starting up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's Blythewood, but it's like on the border of Blythewood, Columbia. Okay. And it's this big red barn. I mean, really, it's a beautiful location. They have a pond or a lake out there. It's uh, stables, um, art therapy, photography, yoga. They any As a veteran, um, you qualify for their programs. And their mission is just to serve. They want to serve our veterans and help them heal whatever they're experiencing. They do equine therapy out there um, where you, I mean, which I think is so neat. I don't know a thing about it, but it's uh, equine therapy. So working with horses. Oh, really? It's really cool. Um, they're not just going to serve national guard. They're going to serve all veterans. So, I mean, we're kind of getting outside of national guard resources, but all of these are pretty much outside of national guard resources. Um, they have yoga. They also have a new program that started last year. It's called the Warrior Path Program, and it's a residential program. So if you are struggling um, and you need, like, I don't I don't want to, sp- uh, I really was hoping I could get somebody to come on. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. that could be another podcast, somebody from the Big Red Barn, come on and talk about the Warrior Path Program. Um, so if you are dealing, I want to say PTSD, um, and you need some support, they have a residential program where you go and you live at this beautiful location and you get the support, you get the treatment that you need. Um, it's a different model than some of the places where you would, you know, get on an airplane and fly away. And But um, it, it has really good results. People really love the program. They speak very highly of it. So they have some alternative therapies out there. Gardening, I think. I think they're doing gardening. Um, they're always adding stuff to you. So you want to look at the Big Red Barn to me, I think what really is key is that it's hard, you know, when you're in crisis or you want resources now, it's like you want what you want when you want it. You kind of become, you know, like you're, you're nervous to reach out, you're scared to reach out, or somebody notices that, hey, Sergeant Baker, something's going on with you. And, you know, we would kind of almost call that like acute, you know, like you have hit that wall, your functioning has gone down, you're in crisis and you just can't function. Well, I really want to encourage people. I really, really, really want to encourage people to practice self-awareness because most of the time it's not like you got yelled at at your job and all of a sudden, you know, you are in a behind the underneath the desk here and you you don't want to come out it's months and months and months of things adding up piling up that you're not dealing with that gets you to that point of now I'm in crisis and oh my gosh you know get a BHS here right away because we can't we don't know what to do I really want to encourage people to be self-aware and recognize when they're on that maybe on that slope of I'm not coping well or I'm really struggling here um, don't stuff it. Don't stuff it because it's not going to get better if you stuff it. Trust me. <laughs> Personally, I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. And then professionally, I can attest to that. And I've been around here long enough that I've seen it. I might meet with Andrews. Let's just say you and I met six months ago. You're having problems with girlfriend. Okay. Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, 
I'm just throwing that out there. Right. I don't think he has problems with his girlfriend. But let's just <laughs> say you have problems with your girlfriend. And you and I meet and we talk. And, you know, I'm saying, well, tell me about relationships that you've been in in the past. Is this a theme that you notice? And you're like, yeah, you know, actually the past three girlfriends I've had, you know, this has come up and they're, mm -hmm. they point this out about me. And I said, well, what, what do they notice? Well, they notice that when I get stressed out, I start to drink more. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you think about that? Oh, I just, you know, drinking is how I relieve stress. And well, uh, it's getting in the way of your relationship. And you're like, oh no, these girls just, you know, they, they don't, they don't understand me. It's just blah, blah, blah. Okay. Six months later, you're calling our hotline and you're like, I'm having, I'm having a, a drinking problem. I can't, you know, my life is in shambles. I mean, it's really not. I'm just using this as an example, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Um, <laughs> your life is in shambles. You, you're getting demoted at work. You're showing up to drill drunk. It's not pretty, right? Six months ago, you and I talked about this. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, you weren't ready to hear it. I just want to encourage people that pay attention to the things going on in your life, how you cope with stress, the behaviors that you that you do, how you talk to people, how other people react to you. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for you and your behavior and your actions. It's not going to be your supervisor. It's not going to be your leader. They're just noticing it too. And they get to a point where they say, these behaviors are not okay. You can't come to drill like this. Well, all of a sudden, it's your leader's fault. No, no. Sergeant Andrews, you need to take responsibility for your actions and behaviors and thoughts. So I just want to encourage people, life happens. Life is not easy sometimes, but that's life. There's going to be resistance. Resistance. I mean, was last year not resistance or what? Yeah. I mean, did you <laughs> right. Yeah. But how did you come through it? You went through it. The, the obstacle is the way. I feel like I'm just preaching now, but like the obstacle is the way we have to go through the hard stuff to grow. We have to fail forward. We have to go through hard times. It's not the end of the world. It's life. And I think sometimes a lot of younger soldiers, they just, they think it should be easy or they think that doesn't apply to them or no, no, life happens. Life on life's terms. We can't control COVID. We can't control whew, a lot of stuff going on in our country right now. But what we can control is how we respond and react. And I think that is so important. And I, I feel like sometimes we don't get that message out enough. We just look to put out the next the next storm or the, I'm sorry, the next fire that presents. So I hope you all found that helpful. I mean, do you have questions about anything uh, I just share? I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up because I honestly was going to mention it that um, about like paying attention to what's going on because like you were saying, we, we get, we get so caught up in like everything that's going on and something that may not seem like it affects you that much later on down the line, you realize it really is affecting you. And so it's kind of, it's kind of hard to um, realize when you need the help. Like you were saying, if, if someone's saying, coming to you saying you have a problem or not a problem, but they notice something different about you and they're trying to ask you what's going on and, and if something's up or if you need to talk to somebody and you're kind of brushing it off that nothing's really going on. And then six months, a year later, something bad happens and then it results out of what had happened before. And, um, 
I think just addressing those and maybe being more open-minded to what people are trying to say because nine times out of ten, especially if it's family or friends, like they're there for your best interest. They're not there to bash you or to put you down. Like they want you to be happy. They want you to succeed and achieve your goals and all that. So um, definitely being self-aware because, I mean, I can say that I do it too. Like you get caught up in work and life and and stuff starts meshing together and time goes by so fast and then you start having these feelings but you don't understand why you're having them or what's causing them and then later on down the road you're like oh wow like it's from all of this that's going on and what can I do to change that um I know for me at least journaling helps um I've been doing that for a while now probably since I was deployed but just writing your thoughts down because sometimes um, like in bef- before we were talking about people might not want to reach out to counselors or stuff like that, like just writing it down so that you can kind of process it in another way other than having to either talk about it if you don't want to talk about it or if you're still trying to figure out what's going on as well because you, you get all these feelings and stuff and sometimes you can't process them depending on what's going on. So if you're not comfortable talking to somebody, maybe just writing them down to so that maybe that can help you process or reaching out to all the different resources that you talked about. Um, but definitely keeping it bottled in does not help. Not at all. Um, I would say just, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's your life and not to see, uh, not to make you think like, Oh, I'm damaged, but to say, uh, look at it as a way of self-improvement. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's your life. And I I agree with what you said, uh, Sergeant Baker. And uh, I think probably the one of the ways I find a way to relax or just, you know, like we're caught up, going everywhere, taking photos, video, and making podcasts Mm -hmm. and all that. Um, I think my way of coping with that is just like get out, get outside, go, go hike, go fishing, just somewhere that's quiet out in the woods and just be able to relax. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, I think you guys have given some incredible, um, you know, examples. And I was just thinking like, you know, at my, in my age, you know, 47 (laughs) years old, like, I struggled in my 20s. You know, I wasn't in the military, but I struggled in my 20s. I had all kinds of thoughts about and expectations Mm -hmm. of the world. And, you know, when I first went to counseling, that was something that I worked on right away was it's not up to other people to fulfill me and make me happy. I have to find that within myself. And that was truly eye-opening. So a lot of what we are kind of dealing with, we could... We were raised with a lot of these messages. And so if we've never, you know, and if those messages or those those experiences are getting in the way of us being able to live a happy, joyful life, then it's time to maybe kick that stuff around in therapy and go and find out like, well, how come I keep making the same mistake with men or with women? Or how come I keep making the same mistake with work? Like what's going on? Stop blaming other people and just take a look at you know, like what's going on here with me. And another thing that um, I, f- I find is, is very trendy right now is everybody on social media is a mental health advocate. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag mental health advocate. And all I got to say is the best mental health advocates out there take care of them, their own mental health. Mm-hmm. So I know it's really trendy to say you're a mental health advocate and you want to save everybody. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, you know, maybe we need to be working on ourselves before we go out and start, you know, hashtagging our everything. Um, I think it's wonderful if you have come out on the other side of something and you want to inspire other people. Um, but it's, it's sometimes I feel like. <laughs> you could lead someone in a wrong path. 
Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, I don't really follow the mental health advocate trend yeah. too much, but I just want to put that out there. Like, you know, be sure that you are taking care of yourself and that you're talking to people that can mm-hmm. help you and take advice from people who have what you want. Don't take advice from people who are more depressed than you. Like, don't do it. Don't take advice from people who are drinking more than you. Don't take advice from people who have more failed relationships than you. You know, mm-hmm. you want to you wanna find those people that have what you want and you want to get curious about how did they get there. Um, so I think that's really important too. And, you know, and, you, and I, I'm ho- I hope everybody has somebody in their life that they can talk to and that, that will give them support and give them feedback. But not everybody has that. Not everybody has a, um, a spouse that supports them and listens um, unobjectively or uh, a friend, you know. So it, that's why I think it's imp- – that's why, why I think therapy is so fabulous is you can, you can have that person in your life, you know. So that's my last press, my last push. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well – this, I feel like it was very uh, beneficial conversation, okay. and I'm sure that we will definitely probably see you again. Um, we will be listing all of the resources down in the description below, mm-hmm. and um, if anybody has topics that they want us to talk about or specific, maybe go more in detail of the different programs and stuff, we can do that as well, but definitely leave us some comments. Um yeah. Okay. So one more thing. Um, I want to go ahead and give out my work number because I think that um, some people listening today might be like, oh, you know, I like that Lisa chick. Like I could talk to her. I'll have some questions for her because that's, I want to just let everybody know um, my phone number is 803-409-9965. Um, do not text me <laughs> with a question because I, I don't do the texting. You must call me. You must call me and leave me a message, um, 803-409-9965, because I can, the texting, if you text me with a, with a question about something, um, I'm going to say, hey, pick up the phone and give me a call, because to me, texting is like, I don't know, you, just be that person that makes the phone call and actually has a conversation about what's going on instead of just texting it. And I know texting is, you know, a big thing these days. Um, I'm not saying that I won't text you back, but I need to know, I need to talk to you first. I need to know what's going on. And that is best done on a phone call. And if I don't pick up, leave a message. Don't just keep calling me back until I pick it up (laughs) because I am quite, you know, I have, I have a schedule and every day is different and I'm meeting with people on zoom and I'm meeting with people in a cracker barrel possibly. Um, so leave me a message and I will call you back. I mean, and if it's an emergency and you need to talk to somebody right away, then call 800-681-2558 and we will call you back. And you might even get me because I'm on call. Every, we, we rotate all the time. So I just want to offer that um, as a way to reach me. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming back in and talking to us. You're welcome. Um, so for those of you who are listening and watching, make sure you uh, give us a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you guys in the next episode.